if you've not already followed us on any of our social media. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at NA Victory Church, Instagram at na.victorychurch, and YouTube at Victory Church Media to stay informed of all that's going on here at Victory. John chapter 13, beginning in verse 18, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. They are in the upper room. They are partaking of the uh, Last Supper. And he had these words to say in verse 18. I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me and hath lifted up his heel against me, now I tell you before it come that when it is come to pass that ye may believe that I am he. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one to another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him and he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, set upon him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that that thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Verse 30 is where I want to draw your attention today. He then, having received the sop, went immediately out, and it was night. After receiving the sop, went immediately out. He left that room and it was night. For a little while this morning, I simply want to preach, don't leave the room. Don't leave the room. Let's put our Bibles down, clap our hands. Thank God for his word today. God, we need your anointing in this place today. We know your word is anointed. Anoint our hearts to hear, our ears to receive, our minds to believe. God, we ask you, that your word work in us today, and we thank you for this word in Jesus' name, amen. He went out. He left the room. Judas, uh, throughout Scripture, had always kind of been maybe a little renegade or living on the edge. As we know, he was the keeper of the money. He was the treasurer of the Group, but I believe that uh, there was something Jesus saw inside of him to choose him. 
remind you that Jesus only chose 12 men that he was to train and to mentor and to bring about this New Testament church and this age of the Spirit of God coming to dwell in the hearts of men. And of these 12, we know that there were men like Peter that was a little hot-headed and quick-tempered. And we know there was one named Thomas that seemed to be a little doubtful and, and had to be reassured and had to have some concrete evidence. And, and, and now we have Judas who is uh, uh, maybe just a little greedy or a little money conscious and he is allowed the money. We know that on different occasions that he spoke up when people would bring an offering or bring a sacrifice that he would he would try to redirect that money the woman that brought the costly ointment and anointed Jesus he said could we not save that money and give it to the poor could we not have done something else so there was something inside of Judas that uh, had a, a a little bit of love for the money and had a little bit of touch of greed that he had to deal with. But uh, outside of that, uh, I, I've got to believe that Judas was as good as the rest of them, that he was a, a good man, that, that Jesus saw something in him. This is a, a little loud. I don't know if it's on the stage or out there, but uh, somebody take care of that. Uh, so... Uh, but at this point, Judas had to make a decision. Judas had to uh, decide if he was going to give heed to, to following Christ or if he was going to uh, do what he did, and that was to leave, to, to walk out of the room, to walk out of the crowd, to walk out of uh, the teaching and to walk away from from Jesus and and what he had to offer and little did he know that the night that he was walking into was not only a moonlit city but it was a darkness that would define his future much of what Job had described in Job 10 and 21 when he said before I go whence I shall not return even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death. A land of darkness as darkness itself and the shadow of death without any order and where the light is as darkness. Judas did not realize that when he went out, when he left the room, that he was leaving the light because Jesus said, I am the light. When Judas walked out, uh, not only was he walking into the darkness uh, of the night, uh, but he was walking into a darkness of the spirit uh, and walking away from the true light, uh, walking away from, from Jesus Christ who is the light of the world. Uh, and when he walked away, uh, he turned uh, away from what God was trying to do in his life. Uh, and he left the room, uh, amen, uh, 
amen, to make a decision that would change his life forever. I believe with every ounce in me that had Judas stayed at the feet of Jesus, Brother D, there would have been hope for a renewal and a revival. I believe had Judas stayed in the room that there could have been forgiveness for the Sean. There could have been a new beginning. There could have been a new Judas. Amen. You say, well, how would the crucifixion come about? How would Jesus? But let me tell you, God could have took care of all of that. Amen. A soul did not have to be sacrificed for God's will to be done. For Jesus said, I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I believe that all included Judas, and he could have stayed in the room. He could have partook of what everything else that the disciples partook of. Because when Judas walked out of the room, he heard some of, he missed some of the most important words that Jesus has ever spoken. Amen. Judas leaves the room before he finds out that there is hope for his greed, that there's forgiveness for his sin, and there is power over his addiction. Amen. Let me tell you, I believe that in Romans 7 we find where Paul describes himself uh, much the same way Judas uh, and many of us, everybody say us, could describe ourselves. Would you read it with me in Romans 7 and 14? He said, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal. You start to feel a little bit like Judas yourself now. Sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would that I do not. In other words, what my mind really wants me to do, he said, I'm not getting that done. I, I'm not really living the life that I would like to live, that I know that I should be living. But he said, but what I hate, that I do. He said, in other words, I'm acting out on things that I, I really despise. You know, there's a world today that are acting out things uh, that deep in their heart and even in their mind they know are wrong. Uh, there are things that they hate, uh, but they are bound by sin. Uh, they are dicted by the world. Uh, the devil has a hold on them. Uh, and when the scripture talks about being a slavery to sin, uh, that is no stretch of the imagination. Uh, we have a world that is enslaved to sin. Satan has a grip on their life and they're actually doing things that they do not want to do. Many of you have been there and you've been set free and you've been delivered and you ought to give God some glory right now that you are no longer enslaved to sin. You are no longer bound by addictions. And if you still are, I'm telling you there's deliverance today. And if he's delivered you once, uh, he can deliver you again. Uh, and if you've never been delivered, uh, he can deliver you today uh, because he is the same yesterday, uh, today, and forever. Uh, and I'm telling you, I feel chains breaking in this place right now. Somebody's going to leave delivered. Uh, somebody's going to leave better than they came uh, because God is able. Woo! Let's just go ahead and have a Holy Ghost time in here today.
Amen. So Paul said, but what I hate, that's what I do. Verse 16, if then, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. He said, there's some sin inside of me that's causing me to do these things. I believe Judas could relate to this. Verse 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Amen. I, I don't care how smart we get. I don't care how good looking we are. I don't care how physically fit we get. I don't care how much wealth we attain. I don't care how sharp, how popular, how, how good we get uh, uh, in this life. Uh, there is no good thing inside of us. You say, well, pastor, you're getting kind of rough. No, I'm just, I, I'm going to turn it around here. Because we were born into sin. We were born with a sinful nature. Amen? But, but let me tell you, the good news is Jesus said, you don't have to stay that way. He told Nicodemus, he said, you can be born again. You see, a lot of people blame a lot of things on their birth. Well, I was just born like that. Well, praise God, get born again. Well, my dad was like that. My grandpa was like that. I was just born that way. Well, get born again. This time, get born of the water and of the Spirit. And now you can be like your heavenly father uh, instead of your earthly father. Well, that didn't go over good. But Paul said, for I know that within me there, there is no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. In other words, I don't know how to be good. I mean, I've been doing bad so long, I, I, I don't know how to be good. That's why you got to be led by the Spirit. You allow that spirit man to grow inside of you every day. Every day. The spirit of God, that Holy Ghost experience, it's not a one-time trip to the altar. It's a daily renewing of your mind, a renewing of your spirit. It's God in you. Christ in me, the hope of glory. It's, it's God living inside of me. I have to stir that spirit up. I have to renew it every day. Amen. And I believe this is where Judas was. He said, now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. You ever found that when you try your best to do good, that evil just shows up? I mean, I mean, even when you're in the house of God trying to worship, evil's sitting there knocking on your door saying, don't embarrass yourself. Don't get too loud. Don't get out of that seat. Nobody else is out of their seat. Don't get up front. 
Don't, don't, get, don't get crazy with this thing now. That's evil trying to suppress your worship, your love for God. And if it'll do it right here in the house of God, just think of what it's going to do on the outside when you're by yourself. When you're scrolling through your phone or your computer. Woo. Well, I'll leave that alone. Verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. You see, you got to get that inward man. This outward man, he ain't worth nothing. I mean, the best we can do is, is just, well, God said that, 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 that all we can do, even our best is as filthy rags. Our righteousness, in other words, what we do on our own, is as filthy rags before God. So we got to trust in that inward man. That's why, we, that's why we preach the baptism of the Holy Ghost is because you need that inward man in you. Amen? And he said, so I, d I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. He said my flesh just keeps going back to sin, but thank God I've got this inward man. Thank God I've got the Spirit of God inside of me that, that, that pushes me to do what's right, that leads me in the right direction. Now remember, Judas didn't know about this. Judas didn't have this inward man because he left the room too soon. He left the room, and the moment he closed the door, Brother Bobby, let me tell you what he missed out on. Let, let me tell you uh, about the Jesus uh, and what he preached uh, after Judas was gone. Uh, we flip the page to John chapter 14 uh, and verse 1, uh, and the first words out of Jesus' mouth was, uh, Let not your heart be troubled. Uh, you believe God, believe also in me. Uh, in my Father's house are many mansions. Uh, if it were not so, I would have told you. Uh, I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, and if I go and prepare a place for you, uh, I will come again uh, and receive you unto myself. Uh, that where I am, uh, there you may be also. Uh, Judas, you missed one of the best sermons uh, that Jesus had ever preached. Uh, you may have seen Lazarus come out of the grave. Uh, you may have seen water turn to wine. Uh, you may have seen the withered hand stretch forth. Uh, you may have seen the loaves and the fishes, uh, but Judas, stay in the room uh, and hear about the mansions. Uh, hear about a place prepared for you. Uh, hear about God's love. Uh, hear about how God can rescue you. Uh, hear about how God uh, can give you a spirit uh, to overcome your greed. Uh, get, come on, Judas, stay in the room. Uh, Jesus has got a word for you. Amen. Judas never heard it. Never heard that in my father's house are many mansions. Man, I, I just got to believe that would have turned Judas on.
I just got to believe as much as he liked money that, that when Jesus said, I'm going to give you a mansion one day, that Judas's ears would have perked up and said, really, a mansion? Because see, you, you got to understand, you, you got to understand, that's going to be a stretch for some of you, but you got you to begin to think like a greedy person, a selfish old tightwad. Try, try to picture that. I know you're all loving, giving folks and helping people and giving, always giving stuff and give to missions. You give to this, you give to that. You're, but, but some people are not like that. They're just greedy and they want everything for themselves and they never give anything to anybody. And, never, just, and, and Judas had that spirit on him. By the way, that is a spirit. You see... People mistake giving, and they, 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 they really get upset when the preacher talks about giving. But giving is as spiritual as anything we do around here. Because Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So there's something connected with your spirit. And so when you begin to give, it, 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 it opens up things in the spirit world. I've seen people get healed because of an a, a offering they gave to missions or something. Because it's a spiritual working. But Judas didn't, didn't, didn't have that. Judas was, 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 was so backwards on that. And, and I can imagine that... that when Jesus began to talk about mansions, that it would have got Judas's attention. And, and, and whatever decision it was to, to, to make him betray Jesus Christ, if he had known, Brother Stacy, there was something else for him because he was, he was, he was in it for himself. If he would have heard about the mansions and, and in my father's house, I've, I've prepared a place. In other words, if, if Jesus could have got this message to Judas and said, it's not just about what we're doing right here. It's about a hereafter. You see the problem, I, I, I believe this with all my heart. I believe the reason people leave the room, if you will, spiritually is because they forget that it's not about here. It's about up there. Because there's a little selfish spirit in all of us, and sometimes we get kind of blindsided. And we think, well, but, but, but down here, I, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. I, I, I don't, you know, it's all this and that and the other. But we need to stop and realize it's not about here. I like the old song that says, this world is not my home. I'm only passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Woo! Let me tell you. I believe it was the Apostle Paul. Somebody said, you know, if we had hope in this life only, we'd be of all men most miserable. Think about it for a moment. Now, I know when you're 25, 30, 35, even up to the age of 40, you think you're going to live forever. 
Life's about, Brother Dwayne, having fun. It's about getting everything you can, living on the right side of the street and, 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 and people looking at you and, 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 and ooh and on ah and about, uh, about who you are and what you got and what you're doing. But as you begin to get older, some of you white-haired saints can help me on this. As you get older, you realize that life is not about what we've done and what we're doing here. Because you're getting closer to over there than you are over here. You're getting more connection with that than you are this. Amen. And like I preached last week, these don't matter near as much uh, because you're headed for that. Amen. I got news for you. You don't have to be white-haired, uh, amen, to be called from this to that. Uh, amen. You better get your mind set. Uh, Jesus said, set your affection uh, on things above, uh, not on things below. Woo! Hallelujah. But Judas never got to hear the message uh, that there was something better waiting on him. Judas, it's not about just giving to the poor. It's not about just walking these streets and not having a house to live in. It's not about our sacrifice and how bad we've got it down here. Judas, in my father's house are many mansions, and I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Judas, stay in the room and hear what God's got in store for you. I'm begging you today. Uh, stay in the kingdom of God. Uh, stay close uh, so you can hear what God's got for you. So you can know, uh, amen, what God wants to give you. Amen. Verse 4, Jesus said, And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest and how can we know the way. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I got, I got to thinking, you, you, sometime you get a chance this week, go back to John 14 and read this entire chapter. <clears throat> and you'll realize that almost the skeleton of the Christian church is found in John 14. He's talking about heaven. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he goes on, and we'll, we'll hit it in a moment. He, he just begins to build on everything Christianity is about. And Judas did not hear a word of it because he had left the room. Have you ever thought... I have as a pastor. <clears throat> there are people that make a decision to leave God and they, they walk out and they never come back. And the moment they walk through those doors, Brother Roger, the very next service, the very next sermon could have been the one that changed their life. It could have been the one that would deliver them, the one that would set them free, the one that would make a miracle in their eternity and so Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh to the Father but by me 
If you had known me, you should have known my father also. You should have known my father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth. That Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He saith, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very works sake. He said, you see, Judas never got the revelation of who Jesus really was. He knew Jesus as a man. He knew him as a teacher. He knew him as a miracle worker. He knew him as something great. But he thought, well, he's just another Elijah. He's just another great prophet. He's just another man that, that God is using. Jesus said, wait a minute. Let me show you something. Uh, amen. The Father dwelleth in me uh, and I in him. Uh, amen. He said, I am God uh, manifest in the flesh. Uh, I am the God of the universe. Uh, that chose to come to earth uh, in the form of a man uh, so that I could bleed and die and bring salvation. Uh, Judas never got to see uh, the revelation uh, of who God really is. Uh, he never got to figure out uh, that in him dwelleth uh, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Uh, he never got to figure out uh, that Jesus uh, was God in the flesh, uh, that he was God come to earth. Uh, Judas, you were in the midst of an almighty God and you never knew it. You walked out of a room where God himself sat. You walked away from the one that created you and the one that could transform you. I'm preaching today, don't leave the room. Stay close to the feet of Jesus. Stay close to God. Stay in his presence. Amen. Thomas said, we don't know the way. Jesus said, I am the way. Let me tell you, you can't find the way on your own. Amen. Some of you tried it, failed miserably. Amen. But thank God you found the way. Jesus has become your way. You see, you can't make it by yourself. You leave the room, you're on your own. When, when, when it said Judas left the room and it was night, that thing uh, that applies to every one of us today. If we walk out on God, it's going to be the darkest hour you've ever faced. You're going to walk through some dark times. You won't be able to find the way on your own. You can't navigate life without Jesus. How many remember the kids' song, Life Without Jesus is like a donut, like a donut. Remember that? There's a hole in the middle of your heart. I would have everybody to sing it, but some of you don't know it. 
Well, I'm telling you, life without Jesus, it's worse than a donut. Amen. Some of y'all like donuts. Life without Jesus is just empty. There's a hole in your heart. There's a hole everywhere in your emotions, in your spirit. If you try to live without Jesus, there's a hole in your head. Amen. There's a hole everywhere. I mean, you're just missing because he's everything. He is the way. Judas, you need to get back in the room. You're leaving your direction. You're walking away from the way. Amen. Let me tell you one reason why you can't navigate in life without Jesus. The Bible said when Judas departed and walked out, it was night. It was dark. He was leaving the light. Because Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I believe it's John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus Christ was the Word. Jesus Christ was the light. David said, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You can't make it without the Word. You can't make it without Jesus. You can't make it without His Spirit. Judas, get back in the room. All your help, all your hope, your eternity depends on you staying close to Jesus. You're walking away from the way, the truth, and the life. You're walking away from from the light of the world uh, you're walking away from the door uh, you're walking away from the good shepherd uh, you're walking away from the savior uh, you're walking away from the blood that redeems uh, you're walking away from the stripes that are healing uh, you're walking away oh my god uh, you're walking away uh, from your eternity uh, i'm telling you please uh, don't leave the room you can't make it without Jesus. You can't make it without the Word. Stay close to Jesus. Let's keep going. What else did Judas miss out? Verse 12 of John 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I shall do, he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Judas never heard those words spoken. He never realized that he was about to get something greater on the inside of him. He was about to get the same power of God that Jesus Christ held uh, he was about to get that same power uh, of that Holy Spirit uh, inside of him uh, and greater works uh, than all that you've seen in three and a half years Judas uh, you're about to do something greater uh, if you just stay in the room uh, if you just listen uh, if you just stay connected to God uh, if you just listen to the Word of God uh, if you just sit at the feet of Jesus uh, you can hear some things uh, you can find out what's in store for you. Amen. I almost guarantee you, you hadn't been to church 
a week or two, probably three at the most, that you don't hear that scripture I just quoted. Amen. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. We hear it time and time again because it's the backbone, uh, amen, of, of what God is doing. Uh, it's the backbone of our walk with God, uh, amen. It is the very structure of the church. Uh, it is the very fiber of the believing, uh, amen, to, to use the name of Jesus, uh, to ask in the name of Jesus, uh, to pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, there's probably not a day goes by that none of you don't pray uh, and ask something in the name of Jesus, uh, but Jesus, Judas never got to hear that. Uh, he never got to understand uh, that he could call on the name of Jesus, uh, that he could ask uh, in the name of Jesus uh, and things would happen. Uh, he never knew uh, because he left the room. Uh, I'm telling you the power uh, is in the name of Jesus. Uh, that's why we pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, we believe there's healing in the name of Jesus. Uh, that's why we baptize in the name of Jesus. Uh, amen. And Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. It's the name of Jesus that washes your sins away. Thank God for the name, but it's a name that had power that Judas never heard about. <laughs> Judas, you've seen great miracles but you have a chance to do greater works than the miracles you've seen you saw blind Bartimaeus begin to see you saw the casting out of devils please don't leave the room you're about to get a power that is from on high you're about to get the power of God inside of you Judas if, if you could just stick around I could introduce you to the beginning of a new era. A brand new dispensation is about to unfold. And Judas, you can be on the groundbreaking experience with these other men. You can come back into this upper room a little while later. Just, just a just a, a couple of months from now, you can come back into this upper room and you can experience the greatest phenomena that has ever happened on this earth. You see, the Holy Ghost is coming and you're leaving. We're getting ready for the birth of a New Testament church and you're checking out. Judas, if you'd stay you'd hear Jesus say in John 14 and 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. I don't know about you, but I like things that are forever. I, I, I get so tickled at these line companies that talk about lifetime warranty, lifetime guarantees. 
nobody in their right mind is going to give you something that's going to last you for a lifetime. You know what they're banking on? They're banking on you losing your receipt. Because every time, Sister Doris, I've tried to cash in on some of that, well, where'd you buy it? What date did you buy it? Well, they're out of business now. Well, where's your receipt? Well, I threw that out the window as soon as I got it home, got it hooked up. Well, did you pay with a credit card? Where's your cancel check? Well, it was 15 years ago. You just almost, warranty's just almost non-existent after a couple years. This lifetime warranty. But Jesus said, I'm going to give you something that will abide with you forever. I'm going to give you, he called it, the comforter. We read later in Scripture that he's speaking of the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. That is our comforter. He even told the disciples at one point, he said, I am with you, but I shall be in you. In other words, this comforter, this spirit is the same spirit that's in me. And, and now it's in a fleshly form. It's in a bodily form. So you can see me. You can hear me. You can, you, we can eat together. We can fellowship together. But, but all that's going away because uh, this body is going to be transformed. And it's going to send up into heaven, and I'm going to send back that same power, but it's going to come in the form of a spirit. And now I'm calling it your comforter, and it's going to live inside of you, and it will abide forever. Judas, talk about getting your money's worth. You stick around, uh, and you're going to get the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that's going to abide in you uh, forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Judas, if you could stick around, if you could stay in the room, uh, you'll see that I'm with you right now. I'm right here beside you. I'll shake your hand. I'll high-five you. Uh, we'll eat some fish together. Uh, we'll, we'll have a big old time. But I shall be on the inside of you uh, so that these things you have seen, uh, you're going to do them and greater uh, you're going to have God inside of you. You're going to have the power of God living on the inside of you. Verse 25, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, uh, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, uh, neither let it be afraid. Uh, he started out saying, uh, don't be troubled, uh, don't be afraid. Uh, and now he's wrapping it up. Uh, and he said, don't be troubled uh, and don't be afraid. Uh, I'm here in the flesh, uh, but I'm coming back in the spirit. Uh, 
Don't worry about me dying. Don't worry about me ascending into heaven. Don't worry about that empty place at the table because I am with you, but I shall be in you. I am walking with you, but I'm going to live inside of you, Judas. Hang on just a little bit. Amen. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you guys gather around because when you get to the day of Pentecost, when you get in the upper room, there's something supernatural going to happen. You're going to experience the power of the Holy Ghost. And Judas, if you hadn't left the room, you could have been there. Amen. If you hadn't left the room, you could have the power of God inside of you. Let's stand together. Amen. Judas missed the tomb, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. The event that has changed our world. The event that has marked all of eternity. Judas missed the real meaning of Christianity. Oh, he saw the prelude. He saw the opening act, if you will. He saw the introduction, but not the main event. He never knew about forgiveness of sin, and he left the room. He never knew about the remission of sin because of baptism in Jesus' name, because he left the room. He never knew about the new birth experience the power of the Holy Ghost that we read about in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. That when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Judas missed out on that because he left the room. Let me tell you, before you walk away from God, before you turn your back on God, before you say, I don't want the rest of the story. Oh, I like the miracles. I like the feeding of the 5,000. I like the blinded eyes to be open. But I, 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 I'm going to leave before we get to that upper room experience, before we, before we get to the altar of repentance, before we get to baptism in Jesus' name. I, I, I'm going to leave the room before all that takes place. Let me remind you what Jesus had to say about Judas in Matthew 26 and 24. He said, The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Judas, if you're not going to be born again, it would have been better you not even been born the first time. If you're going to leave the room before you get the born again experience, I just see Jesus shaking his head. It'd been better if he was never born into this earth. Because let me tell you, my friend, today you weren't born just so you could be another good-looking person. You weren't born just so you could be a good hard worker. 
help out Ashley Furniture or Walmart or Toyota or this or that. You weren't born just to be a great person in the neighborhood, a great parent in the PTA. You weren't born just to be somebody's friend. You weren't born just to mix and mingle 72 to 80 years and die. You were born to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. To have God Almighty living on the inside of you so that every day that you live, people don't see you, they see God. They don't see Bob, Fred, Mary, Brittany, Gary, John, and Norma. They see God. Christ in you.